The overwhelming majority of people in the world would be classified as hoi polloi, the common everyday sort of people who make the wheels of industry actually turn. People who go to work every day, people who raise their families, and sometimes often struggle to make ends meet. These are actually the people who truly make America the great nation of can-doers and never naysayers. People who can get the job done because they have that good old American grit and they refuse to become mindless nuggets victim victimized by a rogue government. All too often, we seem to fail to recognize the fact that the tremendous influence such common people have in our own lives is what really drives the wheels of America. This is Unity Without Compromise with your host, Dr. Steve Latulip on America Out Loud Talk Radio, where we discuss things pertinent to the survival of a free nation, a free republic. Sadly, the very people who do the business of making America work are the very people who are most ignored and least regarded in our country. The truth is, whether you are a liberal or even a conservative, both sides actually pre prefer to hear from the popular people, the rich and the famous people, the outstanding and unique personalities. It's almost as if these, quote, shiny people seem to have some kind of a bizarre hold on us. It's almost cultic if you think about it. If they say a product is good, then it must be good because they said so. But the majority of celebrities are far from being emotionally stable personalities. Why do we worship them? Perhaps the only entity interested in the real common class of people are the pollsters. If you want to get a pulse of a nation's heartbeat, don't talk to the movie stars. Talk to the commoners. They'll usually speak from the heart. They have nothing to hide. They have no reputation to risk, no treasure of gold to lose. These are just the people who can be trusted to actually say and mean what's really on their mind. And that's why I enjoy being around people that simply have their feet on the ground. For the last week, I've actually been on the road and I was traveling from Oregon to Arizona and then to Texas. On my way down from Oregon to Arizona, as I was driving on the freeways, I was just observing the surroundings and I noticed everyday people who were busy at work doing their thing. They were just working hard. I saw backhoes at work and construction crews working. I saw the truckers on the road who were delivering the goods that make us all so happy because they are the supply line for food and for every need that we have. It's the everyday people in America that make us the country that we are. They give us the joys, the simple little pleasures that we look forward to. These are the people that we really count on every single day. Think about it. When did you last have a need to call upon a movie star or any famous person that you can ever think of? 
would they be there for you? Would they be the one to come and fix your sink that is clogged or the toilet that is broken? Would they be the people that would invest their time in refurbishing your kitchen or fixing your car or doing whatever you might need having done? They would not be there. It would be the skilled tradesman, the everyday person who goes to work, does his job after learning a trade, and actually offers a meaningful and useful service to America. That's the kind of people that I'm talking about today. And as I traveled on the road, I was very excited to see what I saw. I saw so many people who were too busy doing their jobs to have any time to do violence to people. They were too busy to burn buildings or to participate in the woke culture. The honest to goodness truth is that a working man coming home at the end of his day, coming to his castle is a satisfied man who is, is actually being productive providing for his family and making America exactly the great country that it is. When I arrived in Arizona, my daughter met me there and she recently became the event director for Kerry Lake, whom I believe is actually going to be the next governor of Arizona. And I say that because Yes, the woman was a known, is a known figure because for over dec two decades, she was actually a Fox News anchor in Phoenix, Arizona. What did she do that makes her so common people? Well, she gave up her position with Fox News because she was absolutely fed up with what she was being told to do and what not to do. She was being forced into the mold of the cancel culture. She was forced into becoming woke. And one day she woke up and realized this is not for me. I simply cannot participate. Carrie Lake, now running for governor of Arizona, is like you and me. Carrie Lake has a heart. She also has courage and conviction to keep America great. I believe she is a true patriot. She recently attended a Trump rally in Phoenix, Arizona. And do you know that she was the only person there who received incredible standing ovations repeatedly, besides President Trump himself. In fact, she actually impressed President Trump because of the great response that she received. What does she stand for? Well, she is purposefully fighting against all of coronamania. She opposes critical race theory, and she is fighting all of the leftist communist doctrine and dogma that is being shoved down our throats every single day. And so I'm proud of her. And this is not a message that she has sponsored. This is me, an American citizen, speaking on behalf of what I believe is a true patriot. And I'm proud of my daughter for actually supporting her because she is one of us. 
Well, a short time after being in Arizona, I departed on the road toward San Antonio, Texas, where I actually participated in the American Frontline Doctors White Coat uh, Summit. This was our, our first anniversary since we had the first one a year ago in Washington, D.C. Now, when I admit to you that I am a part of the American Frontline Doctors, some of you surely have seen the, the uh, indoctrination stating that all frontline doctors are people to be avoided. We are the crazy right-wing radicals, the conspiracy theorists, the doctors who just can't play ball and who can't get it together with regard to what they call the real science. They keep on pushing down our throats, follow the science, follow the science. And as soon as real scientists and real doctors do follow the science, we are canceled in no uncertain way. And so I participated in the White Coast Summit and actually spoke on censorship and on the medical cancel culture. And you can actually uh, watch this uh, White Coast Summit live uh, on America Out Loud uh, uh, not on America Allowed, uh, excuse me, on the American Frontline Doctors um, website, it is worth seeing. You see, every time that we as frontline doctors expose the evil and challenge the pseudoscience or otherwise oppose the sick narratives being played out in America right now, we tend to be canceled or censored. We are labeled in some way, if not conspiracy theorists, then insurgents or anarchists. How ironic and how false. The truth is that America is now in a very dangerous place. And the truth is, if you want to talk about coronavirus, America is actually one of the most dangerous places, if not the most dangerous place on the globe to live. Consider that the COVID deaths in the United States are greater than four times the number of deaths in West Africa, an undeveloped country. Why is that? Lots of reasons, actually. But the bottom line is that because we have not treated COVID, the COVID infections, we have done nothing to prophylax or prevent development of a coronavirus infection, many people have died, having been refused treatment altogether, being told to go home, to quarantine for two weeks, and when you start turning blue, go to the emergency department, but not before that time. This is absolutely a sick narrative, and this is being played out in America right now. It is wrong. If I must be labeled a conspiracy theorist or an insurgent or an anarchist, at least I am speaking the truth and I stand before God supporting everything that I say, everything that I have ever told my, parent, uh, my patients regarding coronavirus, I have also told to my own family. I believe it through and through and trust me, I have studied the science. I have learned the sound principles of medicine and have practiced them on a daily basis. You see, we have many heroic medical people and patriotic citizens as well who are fighting the tyranny of the left. And these are truly the everyday people. 
but they are the great people. A lot of these people in some way or another have been affected by the shutdowns. They have been canceled in their jobs, perhaps for refusing to mask, which is a completely worthless thing to do. You do not protect yourself from the mask. Many people have been censored. Many people have simply lost their jobs because of the shutdown directly. Their business was closed. When I was at the Frontline uh, Doctors White Coat Summit, I encountered mothers who decided to become active because they are being forced to vaccinate their children. And so they said, rather than allow their children to receive this experimental and dangerous change use, they said, I will stay home and I will homeschool my children. I encountered some nurses who were so fed up with the, the ugly doctrine that they were being forced to accept and to promote that they quit their jobs or were threatened with being terminated simply because their position did not align with those who want to push the ugly narrative that we are now all confronted with. I also spoke with a good many attorneys who are now standing up saying, I can't stand it anymore. I have to defend my country against the lies that are being promoted every day out loud. The nation of America is being indoctrinated into lies that are not only untruths, but they are dangerous untruths. But I thank God that the everyday citizen seems to be the one to stand up, to take a stand and say, I will have no more of, of, of this nonsense. And for those people, I am ever so grateful. As I attended some of the academic sessions at the White Coat Summit, I learned that there is a new organization out there that has been started called the Frontline Citizens. I believe it's the Frontline Citizens Corps. I listened to some of these people who are arranged from mothers, homemakers, speech therapists, nurses, teachers, many everyday people who are finally standing up and saying, I will protect my children. I will protect my own heart and soul. I will not sell out to the corruption. And they are taking stands in amazing ways wherever they are in their own cities, in their own towns, attending council meetings with the city, attending school board meetings. And do you know what they are doing? They are making an impact, incredible impact, so that America will continue to be the great free nation that it is. I listened to people who actually spoke on censorship from every angle imaginable. And we are in a position now where I truly believe that if the left would have their way, we will forever be in a perpetual pandemic because it has served them so well 
with their evil agenda. And I'll have none of that. The truth is we are in a very dangerous place. We're now approaching the cold and flu season, which generally uh, begins around September each fall and goes through the winter. And what do you think we might be in store for this time? Already, we are hearing threats of being masked again. Already, we are being told that we will be shut down again and that schools will be closed. And it looks like it'll be another year of torment for our poor children who are perhaps among the greatest of all victimized citizens because of the nonsense, the sheer, utter nonsense of what we are seeing in our country. And so my hat's off to these wonderful people, these ordinary citizens who in my eyes are most extraordinary. These are people who are saying, I have had enough. I will not participate. I will not play the game. I refuse to drink the Kool-Aid. I will not be deceived. I am so proud of these people. Well, I preached a message on Sunday morning for the Frontline Docs, and it was such a wonderful time of fellowship. And I got to visit and actually meet a lot of my colleagues that I had actually never seen face to face. And I was highly blessed. It was incredible. And I thank God for every one of these people. After I departed San Antonio, that beautiful city with so much history, I went a little bit further east onward to an, a prayer revival camp. This was still in Texas. Uh, as I arrived at the camp, there was a, a lot of construction going on, and um, the camp was actually being built, literally, but because of a conviction that we needed to have a revival, to bring God back to our country, back into our schools, back into our homes, to make the Bible something that is essential in our teaching, something that is a true standard of righteousness, people gathered and said, we just need to get together and pray. And so I was eager to participate when I was asked to speak here among my brothers and sisters in Christ. The morning, the first morning that I woke up, I, I got up early and I took a long walk down a dirt road, enjoying the beauty of the morning. The, uh, a full moon was shining bright still in the sky. And uh, I witnessed just the beauty of nature. And as I was walking down a road away from this camp, along comes a worker driving down the road, and I had just turned around to head back. And this Mexican worker, who was a laborer, a construction worker, stopped, rolled down his window, and offered me a ride back to the camp. I told him, thank you very much. I so appreciate your kindness. And... He could speak very little English, and I, being French, can speak not a whole lot of Spanish, but I can speak some. 
this gentleman was a Christian. He was my brother in Christ. And we spoke as best we could, half English, half Spanish. And I learned that this man had a love for the Lord. And he was actually a patriot, a very sincere person of heart. And he won my heart in just the fact that he stopped to offer me a ride back. He didn't have to do that. He didn't know me from anybody else on a lonely dirt road, but he dared to be kind and to stop and to show that this was a genuine person. This is what I've been encountering all along the way on my travels. You see, you can always know a Christian of sincere heart because they always have time to give a smile or to offer a helping hand. These are the people that somehow, despite their own personal afflictions and trials, and because of family burdens, they, they just simply refuse to surrender to the rat race. They always have time to help an, a friend or to help a person in need. This is the hoi polloi, the everyday people, the American who is truly living his life as a conqueror and probably completely unawares. At the prayer camp, the revival, I was blessed to actually encounter a woman from Cameroon, Africa. I spoke at length with this woman. She was an intelligent woman. She was a pharmacist, and she had a tremendous burden for her people in Cameroon. And if anybody is familiar with that part of Africa, there is a lot of civil unrest. There's basically a civil war going on. And she explained this to me, um, why and how it was happening. And she was very seriously focused on getting back to Cameroon because she wanted to actually start a Bible college there as well as a mental health facility. And she showed me the actual plans that she had. Those plans were designed for her from a very great man uh, in Texas who was a, a master designer. He told her, he says, uh, as she appealed to him for help, he says, look, you cannot afford me. He says, I am one of the top designers in all of Texas. He says, there's no way you can afford me. He says, I'll tell you what I will do. He says, tell me what you have in mind and I will just design the layout for all the buildings for your Bible college and for your mental health facility. And so he did. Now, I don't know who this man was, but I can tell you this. He was a man with his feet on the ground. He was a man who was exceedingly busy and probably exceedingly wealthy. But do you know who he was? He was the hoi polloi, the common people who make America great. And I pray that this woman from Cameroon, Africa, will return to Cameroon and fulfill her dream. I also met there another physician from Sudan, Africa. She had a heart for her people. And she told me that although she was living in Texas, she planned very soon to return to Sudan despite the civil unrest there, because she cared 
about healing people who are suffering. This was a commoner. Although she was a physician, she had her feet on the ground. She loved her people. And that is my kind of people. At the camp, after a few days that I could spend there, I was so blessed. I preached a couple of times. I shared from the heart with other fellow Christians, and I learned of the future plans for the camp. And what I experienced from all the people there was people who actually had a heart for one another and a heart for the Lord. When I spoke to these people and delivered a message to them, my focus, of course, was unity without compromise. In this camp were several people from all over the world, from different parts of the country, and people from different walks in their Christian life, in maturity, as well as in the denominational world. I personally believe very strongly that the Bible teaches against denominationalism because it divides the body of Christ. And so I spoke to these people from the heart, but with the message from the Bible, and it was so very well received as it always should be. My dream is that we could go into any church in the world, any Christian church, and feel that we are actually a part of the brotherhood. One thing is very certain, when we do have unity without compromise, we have strength in numbers, we have power as a group of people who are pursuing a righteous path, and we can be very, very strong. These are the type of people who won us freedom in America. In fact, we have no greater force among us than the people who will dare to take a stand for what is right, following the one true standard, the Bible, which inspired the writers of our very constitution. Together, we are very, very strong. This is Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve LaTulip. I intend to take a short break and then I would like to return to highlight the amazing power of everyday people. I'll be right back. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support delivered in a patent-pending, pill-free, ultra-absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM Sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, -E -L -L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Oh, 
there was a time when Americans could rely on the Fourth Estate. Well, in these challenging times, the media is both reckless and complicit. AmericaOutloud.com. Top analysis from leading experts, articles, podcasts, video, and 24-7 talk radio. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. This is Dr. Steve LaTulip on America Out Loud Talk Radio for Unity Without Compromise. Today, I've been talking about everyday, ordinary people living their lives, but many of those people suffering injustice at the hands of a government that is simply out of control. But they refuse to become victims. I'm talking about everyday heroes who are living their lives with a purpose beyond themselves, who care about America, who care about their families, their children, their neighbor, who actually love their neighbor as themselves. Since I've been on the road, I have been interacting a great deal with the hoi polloi, which is the Greek word for the common people, and it has truly blessed my soul. Well, after departing from the revival camp, I traveled a little bit further east and north, still in Texas, to meet up with a couple of doctors who also are everyday people doing their good job of practicing evidence-based medicine, but they are being canceled. They are being threatened. They are being bullied by the Texas Medical Board. If you heard their stories, you would be angry, very angry. The Texas Medical Board has abused them severely. This medical board abuse is actually happening all across America. I'm hearing from them quite often since I seem to be the golden child of the cancel culture in medicine, as well as the abused of medical boards. This is a travesty that is taking place and seems not to be addressed by the general public. It's one thing to hurt a physician who is doing his job to the best of his abilities and well within the scope of good medical practice, but who is censured simply because he does not hold to the party line that is deceiving every patient in America who is involved with a physician that belongs to organized medicine. I guess you could say that it is for the sake of my persecuted fellow physicians that I am in Eastern Texas right now in a town called Palestine. I noticed that they don't call it Palestine, as in the form of Palestinian. I'm not sure if that is intentional, but what I am sure about is that the physicians that I am dealing with here are very good, down-to-earth people who absolutely love their patients, and they are very intent on not allowing themselves to become victims. And so they are taking a stand. I know how they feel. The medical boards across America are abusing and censoring doctors 
everywhere we go. I myself was censored by the Oregon Medical Board, had my license suspended, and I am now infamously called in social media on MSM, the unmasked Oregon doctor. But it was not until after I spoke at a Salem rally and exposed the corruption that action was taken against me. Whatever happened to free speech in America? Whatever happened to due process? The fact is everywhere I go, I see the common good people of America being beaten down. But these are the very people who are also fighting back, being willing to sacrifice much in order to defend your freedom and mine. Sometimes I contemplate these types of people and I wonder where their strength and their courage comes from because we are all somewhat a product of our environment, but we are also a product of our genetic makeup. I have thought long and hard about the types of people that made an impact on my life. Have you ever done that? Have you ever actually stopped and thought about who made a difference in your life? Oftentimes, as I was discussing such an issue with my patients who were going through crises, I would often ask them, what is the source of your strength? Where does it come from? Where did your inner strength come from as you were even growing up? A lot of people think that the token answer is because, oh, I just trusted the Lord. And for many people, they did. But other people just told me stories of how they were influenced by very special people in their lives who dared to invest in them, to take an interest in them. The truth is many people who consider themselves to be nothing special are actually the very people who have had the greatest influence for good in the world simply because they invested their loving time in another person's life. Think about it. When you ask most people, who was the most influential person in their lives? The answer usually comes as a name of a mother or a father or a grandparent, or perhaps a close friend, somebody that was there for you in your time in need, or somebody that invested time in you and energy in you simply because they cared. I hear this oftentimes about teachers. I recall in my own early days of school, how I was encouraged and told that I had potential. And because I was encouraged, well, I may not have even believed it at the time, but I was strengthened by the fact that someone actually believed in me and someone cared enough about me to give me a word of encouragement. When someone understands you and someone can connect with you, the power of interaction between two human beings is virtually unlimited. Think of all the people who positively influenced you. Could have been even one of those tradesmen, someone who came out and repaired your plumbing problem in the middle of the night, or who renovated your kitchen and tried to make it just what you wanted to do. Perhaps you've been fortunate enough to be one of these people who are victims, quote, of random acts of kindness. 
Have you ever been victimized? Did you ever run out of gas and somebody pulled over and said, here's five gallons. It'll get you to the next gas station or your car broke down or you didn't have enough money to pay for an item in the grocery store and someone behind you offered it up. Not long ago, when I was again on the road, I was towing a trailer quite some distance from home and I pulled into a gas station. And in that gas station, as I was filling up, I hadn't noticed that the trailer had developed a problem. But I did notice that a towing truck pulled up beside me. The man got out of the truck and said, Mr. He says, you've got a problem. You have a bearing that looks like it is shot because it's smoking. And he says, if you don't take care of that problem right now, you're going to be calling me to tow you somewhere to get that fixed. I looked at the problem and sure enough, the bearings were shot on the left side of my trailer. And because of that, I was able to get the problem attended to immediately. Out of the graciousness of another mechanic's heart who stayed late, about two and a half hours late, this gentleman managed to fix my trailer, go out of his way to get parts to replace the bearings, fix the trailer, and I was on my way in a short time Otherwise, I would have been very late for an event. I thank the gentleman, just greatly grateful that he would dare to inconvenience himself for my sake. What greater love has a person than that to love your neighbor as yourself, which is the greatest of all the commandments. And I was a victim of that. And I thank God for it. I offered this gentleman money. I was gladly eager to pay him an extra $100 for his services, and he absolutely refused to take it. He said, no, sir. He says, that is my responsibility. My job is to take care of the people who come my way who need help. Now, how often do we hear that? Well, perhaps not often enough, but when you get down to the grassroots of American people, and you talk to them face to face as a fellow human being, I always hear good things. Good things happen from the common people that you meet in everyday life. That's what excites me about the everyday people in America. That being said, we now are more polarized, more divided in America than we have ever been before in our nation. How could this be? How could the good old hardcore can-do American person be so divided when we were once such a unified country, at least at the foundation of what we stand for? We were a nation under God. We were a nation that cherished liberty, that feared nothing. We were once declared the land of the free and the home of the brave. We are now the land of the shackled and the home of the fearful. And perhaps this could be said around the world in other countries, but look at what is taking place in Europe. Look at what is taking place in England and in France and in Cuba. People are rising up and saying, no, I want freedom. 
The reason people are saying that is because they have observed America. They have seen and experienced in one way or another, if only on social media platforms, they have come to know what America stands for and what the everyday people of America have to offer as a lesson to the world in knowing freedom. Because of the very common everyday people of America, the world sees the Lady of Liberty with her shining bright beacon that says freedom for all the world. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, heavily burdened, and I will give you rest, the Lord said. And we took up that banner for the people that came to America who saw the American dream and wanted, if only a small, small part of it, for one simple reason, because we were a nation free to pursue our goals, free to serve our God, free to make our lives the best that we could make it. Though it may be plain and simple, though it may lack all the luxuries, it was a life of freedom and you simply cannot put a price on that. I so wish that our great movie stars and our elitists who now try to control us in every way, I wish that they could understand the importance of freedom. They certainly do not. Well, I suppose anybody with ears that hear and eyes that see can see the storm forming in America right now. We have been given the First Amendment, which is free speech, freedom of religion, freedom from tyranny from the government. And we also see this being trampled underfoot by politicians who will insist that we take a vaccine. I'll soon be returning to Phoenix to see my children before I return to Oregon. My daughter who works at the Mayo Clinic just informed me what I actually had heard at the White Coat Summit that now Mayo Clinic that once prided itself on following good science has now drunk the Kool-Aid. They are requiring that their employees all be vaccinated. Do they not understand that this is unconstitutional, that this is oppression? It's so interesting how people on the left will claim when it comes to abortion, to murdering a child in the womb, they will say, my body, my choice. When it comes to a vaccination, you cannot say, my body, my choice. All of a sudden, we are hearing the Marxist testimony of whatever is good for the greatest number of people is what you must do. You have no choice. And if you think being vaccinated is good for a great number of people, you are very deceived. Those of you who are not hearing the truth of medicine, the truth of research, the truth of that little warhead called the spike proteins in the vaccination, you have been duped, you have been deceived. You know nothing of what your own government is doing to you. So often we are actually privileged to hear what is going on behind the curtains because our demented president Biden or so-called elected president 
is not in a sound mind, and he says things that expose what's really going on. He has done this many, many times. I suspect that behind the curtains, we have Obama or some other politician who is manipulating the puppet strings. And we must never forget that Obama's in his administration did everything he could to destroy America. And that is taking place right now. I'm so excited to see that some people are finally awakening to the truth. And it is the common people who are awakening. It wasn't uh, too many weeks ago that I actually spoke of a Second Amendment scenario. And I keep asking myself, as this situation unfolds in America where the oppression becomes increasingly tyrannical, what are we going to do about it? The Second Amendment begins with some very key words that we must focus on. A well-regulated militia is something we do not have in America. And who will regulate it? Right now, the militia in the few states that have a small, disorganized, underfunded militia that has no training whatsoever, we are in a world of hurt. But how are we going to organize and who is going to do the organizing? It's going to be the common people just as it was in 1776. I suspect that now is the time that we need to get together and start organizing. I don't like what I am seeing. I don't like the oppression that I am watching unfold against my fellow man, against my fellow Americans who make America work. I am thrilled to stand beside my brothers and sisters, my American patriots, my fellow Christians who are taking now a bold stand. We must remember that the signers of our constitution paid a very heavy price. These were wealthy men who were willing to surrender all, and they did surrender all and lost virtually everything they had, a good many of them, because they dared to pay the price for freedom. Are you willing to do that? I frankly have spoken with a good number of physicians, some of them even frontline doctors, who said, wow, Steve, you're a hero. You are our hero because you lost your medical practice. You lost your livelihood. Your license was taken away from you because you took a stand. Well, let me tell you, I am no hero. I don't feel that I am a symbol of bravery, a symbol of strength. I am just a commoner, just like you. But somebody has to stand in the gap. Somebody has to say no to the nonsense. I finally reached the point where the inaccuracies in the interpretation of, of what we call medical science reached such a point of absurdity that I just could not take it anymore. I simply could not be silent. 
I knew that I would pay a price. I did not know that I would lose my medical license. I did not expect that at all. After all, there was zero evidence of me doing any harm. There was much evidence of me doing a lot of good for my patients and for the public because I did expose the corruption. I did expose the true science, which describes the absurdity of wearing a mask to protect yourself. And now what do we see? People masking, people double masking still, despite the fact that the infection rate with COVID is very, very low. The threat is not high. We are hearing new variants from coronavirus as if it is the end of the world approaching. So we have had the uh, variants such as the Delta variant, before that, the Gamma variant, we will have the Epsilon variant, I suspect before too long because they are progressing in the Greek alphabet. But of what significance is that? Coronavirus does mutate. Even if this virus was created in the Wuhan lab, which I am absolutely convinced it was, and was actively and proactively disseminated in the world, I think that that was not an accident. It was an intentional act of biowarfare. Why else would a vaccine for this virus already have been in progress? Why else would this vaccine be forced upon so many people unrelentlessly? Remember, there was a million-dollar lottery offered in Oregon, as well as other lower amounts of money for people that would simply get vaccinated. And what are we told? That a great many people got vaccinated, but the real truth is a great many people did not. Many people refused to be vaccinated because they are using the white matter between their ears. They are thinking, using their brains, reasoning, looking at the evidence and saying something just doesn't make sense here. And I am proud of the hoi polloi. It is the common person who can think and reason for himself, who can take a stand and protect his own family because he refuses to become indoctrinated by a group of politicians who have it out for us. I never would have imagined such a threat as communism taking place in America in my lifetime. But if we do not realize that we are now at the breaking point, then we have some very dark days ahead of us. And I anticipate with some mild trepidation this fall when the lockdowns will occur again. They will be forced upon us where we will be forced to mask again. And we will hear it from Dr. Fraud Fauci, who has been so back and forth, he doesn't know what he's saying any longer. When you continue to lie and to lie again, then that produces another lie and another lie. And this gentleman has dug his grave. 
what we need in America is justice. We need an investigation of fraud Fauci and of every corrupt politician. Will we get that? Well, we may just be lucky enough to get an investigation now and then, but what after that? Do we ever get the satisfaction of seeing justice served to these corrupt people? No, we don't. Not with the current politicians who rule. But that may soon change. I believe it will. We must remember that the primary obstacle that we must overcome is voter fraud. If we don't get a handle on that, then it'll just be a matter of time, I suspect, before bullets are flying and we will be in an all-out civil war or in a second revolutionary war, whichever way you want to envision it. But the fact remains that your freedom and mine is now being threatened in a way unimaginable prior to the Obama era, although it was developing well before that, perhaps all the way back to President John F. Kennedy, and maybe before that. We have a lot of bad actors that we are confronted with every day, and now is the time for every good American, every common American who has a stand who takes a stand for his family and for his country, we can take our country back. And I am fully committed to doing that. We have many physicians who are committed to exposing the truth. There aren't many of us out there, but there never were many people who were committed to serving their country when it costs them something. If you're one of those people today who is saying no to the nonsense and to the forced uh, impositions upon our lives, I am proud of you and I call you my fellow warrior. This is what we need to have happen in America. We need an America that is great again, and we will get the America that is great again once we return to our roots, once we remember that we were one nation under God, and that we will hopefully once again become one nation under God. And in God, we will trust again. Before that time comes, I fear for the future of America. If the common people do not stand up and have a voice, and a voice that is heard, and backed by action, the the lifespan of a free America is very short. We are in the frail stage of dying because we are not speaking up, because we are not taking a stand. I personally refuse to do that. As I head back to Oregon, I will continue to fight in every way I can. I am confronting my governor, Kate Brown, on a daily basis. Kate Brown recently, for example, expressed on one of her Twitter tweets that all, uh, not all, but I believe she said 70 to 80% of the forest fires are caused by humans. A couple tweets later, she stated that all the forest fires are being caused by climate change. 
What nonsense does she think that we, the common people, are so stupid that a governor with no scientific education can tell us what is happening in the world, in the world of life sciences? Can a governor tell me how to practice medicine? Can a governor tell you to shut your business because it's essential to protect people from a virus? No. Number one, she has not the education to make such a hypothesis. She has no no skin in the game. She has no authority to speak in that arena. You have been listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is Unity Without Compromise, and I'm your host, Dr. Steve LaTulip. I am a commoner, a hoi polloi. I don't want to be a famous person. I am not looking for the limelight. I don't care who gets any glory. What I want is a free America for my nine-month-old grandson and for my children and for all the other children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren in America and, yes, in the world. We need to support everyone who is on a quest for freedom. Support them in any way you can. Remember that your life is a gift from God. And when you give that gift back to God, it ought to be giving your best. It ought to be worthy of a little sacrifice along the way. Do not fear it. I have lost nearly everything and I am rejoicing in having the opportunity to serve my God and my country. I hope that you will join me in this quest because America needs you right now. Until next week, I wish you a blessed time. I hope that you will make a difference wherever you are at. Remember those important people in your life who have made a difference who have made you what you are. Remember that in your trials, once you are broken, then you become empowered to be more useful in service to God and your fellow man. Until next week, adieu.